Hey y'all, how you doing? This is your host, Kim Douglas, and I am here with my girl, Brianna Taylor. Hey, hey. The other co-host, and this is Beautiful I Am podcast, and we're so glad that uh, you chose to listen in with us today. So I want to start out with a quote, our weekly quote, and this quote is from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he said, never lose an opportunity of seeing anything beautiful, for beautiful is God's handwriting. Mm. And I just thought that was good because beautiful is God's handwriting. Wow. That's very interesting. And we should never stop or miss out on an opportunity to see beauty. There's beauty in everything. It really is. It really is. And I liked how you shared that um, video with those kids last week and about how everybody's, yeah, everybody's, their thought process behind what beauty is is so different. And so I think mm-hmm. that's what we need to get into about beauty being this one, seeming like it's this one dimensional thing when it's really multi-dimensional. So that's it, it is. And, and what Brianna is um, referring to is, we have a, a Beautiful I Am Foundation has a summer series. And this year, our summer series focus was my beauty is mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. They need to finish it. And next week, they're going to finish what their beauty is because it is different. It is what they feel like it is. And it should be accepted for what it is because everybody has different eyes. Absolutely. And perspective. So everybody sees something differently. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's beauty or beautiful to me may not be beautiful to you. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that I really try to um, instill in the girls is that it's okay if somebody doesn't like your beauty mm-hmm. or what you deem beautiful. It's really okay. Right. And I think that when we come to grips with that or terms with that, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, sometimes I remember um, being younger, thinking that, oh, they don't like me then. They don't. And it's like, it's okay. If the, It's not that they don't like you. It's their opinion. That's right. it. <laughs> and even if they don't like you, that's not the end of the world. I'm. Mm-hmm. I just had to learn that too. I just found out that there's a woman at my job that doesn't necessarily care for me. You know, I've never had that experience Mm. before and she doesn't flat out say it, but her actions towards me will, you know, will lead me to believe that I'm probably not her cup of tea. And it rocked me a little bit because I'm not used to that. I'm used to, you know, just being likable, but I was like, you know, that's her opinion. She has every right to not feel like she wants to deal with somebody with that. That's like me. And that's fine. But it threw me aback too. I had to pause and be like, it's okay. That doesn't make yeah. that her perspective of you, the way she sees you, has nothing to do with who you really are. 
So you just keep doing you and you keep showing up the authentic version of you and not shrink back to try to make her like you, not shrink back to try or not try to change yourself to fit her narrative of what's acceptable, you know? So right. it's, it's, it's. Yeah, you know, it's, I think too, the mindset is, um, I always come, I wanted to please everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I always felt like if somebody didn't like me, then I wasn't doing something, um, pleasing to them, mm-hmm. making them like me. And then I got to, that's tiring. It sure is. It's exhausting. It really because is. Because that makes you not be your authentic true self. Mm-hmm. And so today we're going to talk about, um, so what is beauty? You know, um, like I was saying, you know, being your true authentic self is so beautiful mm-hmm. in itself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you just are that you're just solid all the way across mm-hmm. the board and you're not changing for different people or different circumstances or situations. You're just you. Right. And what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because being a people pleaser, as I have been and as I'm trying to really learn not to be, I'm constantly changing who you are, who I am to fit someone else's mold. Mm-hmm. And that is, it gets frustrating. Yeah. Cause you think about it. How many people are you, how many different people are you around on a day to day basis? If you're Absolutely. constantly changing who you are to fit. And I'm dealing with that because I've done it for so long and they call it, um, what's the word that they use? where you're able to just like blend in with any crowd of people. Like you might speak one way with your friends. Then when you get with your coworkers, you speak one way and you're around your, your elders, you speak another way. cold switching. It's like cold oh, switching, wow. but that's, okay. but it's so tiresome because that's not authentically who you are. And yes, I believe there are certain ways. Like I might not speak to my mom the way I speak to my friends. You know what I mean? Cause there's a respect level, but at the same time, I need to still be able to be who I am for real and not try to, you know, tone myself down or heighten myself up and be louder than what I am. I, I'm a mellow person, so I should be okay with being a mellow person wherever I go without feeling the need to change who I am. Yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of that stems from really not taking the time to get to know yourself mm-hmm. and to know who you are. Mm-hmm. And even with that, for some people, and including myself, outside of the titles, um, mom, wife, you know, sister, cousin, employee, like outside of all of that, then it's like, who is Kim? Mm-hmm. You know, you really have to sit with who is Kim? Like, what does she like? What does she love? You yeah. know, what is beautiful to me? You know, create your own Instead definition. Of- I like, I have to look more into that code switching. I, I didn't hear that term before. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's something, um, new. I'm thinking of like a chameleon just kind of blending in. Basically, that's whatever's what it is. going on in whoever you're around because I find that too. Um, I try to be as authentic as I can when I'm in my workplace. Mm-hmm. But it is very, I just had to, for me, it's always been very difficult because I'm used to being, for the most part, the only black person or, or one of a very few amount of black people there. 
And so because I wanted to showcase that I'm not one of them or that I can articulate in a certain way, I, I felt like I would like I in my daily day living, I speak with a lot of slang. But I feel like okay. I have to I overly articulate myself and use bigger words and try to <laughs> seem because I'm around mm-hmm. them and I want to be accepted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I noticed mm-hmm. that about myself and I'm just like on this journey to be like, it's okay to use your slang and you you're still smart regardless because just because you use larger words doesn't mean that you're smarter than the next person. But that's something I have to deal with with myself. No, I found, and this is kind of funny. I've heard people use uh, big words and they use them out of context in the wrong. They really don't know the definition. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, you need to really just stop right now because, Mm -hmm. um, you're not looking too good. You're right. not looking too good. You sound like you're trying too hard. I've been there before too. And to the point where I'm like, okay, let me look up the definition first. Right. <laughs> before I go out here and look crazy. Okay. It's just, I, I, you know, I don't know what it is, but I know that at times, and even with younger girls, things can get really confusing growing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Being a teen girl, tween girl, is not easy. Young lady and, would, and even woman. Right. Okay. You know, uh, when we get to the women and we try to find out, um, like we hadn't attended or attended to the little girl in us when we needed to. And now here we are trying to, uh, find who we are at an older age. Mm-hmm. or mature age, it gets to be extremely complicated at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me, it did. And thank God for mental health experts mm-hmm. to kind of help you navigate, navigate some things and, and life coaches to help you navigate through those things. Because, you know, I just really didn't have that growing up in the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so in talking about what is beautiful, um, what are your thoughts on just that whole concept of, of beauty? Of what beauty not is? Just not well, because beauty, beauty can be so big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times when people hear beauty, they automatically go to the seeing of something, Mm -hmm. the visual of something being beautiful. But beauty is not always that. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, I know we talk with the girls about the aesthetics of beauty and that involving the five senses, mm-hmm. which is the the eyes, the ears, uh, seeing, hearing, touching, smelling, tasting. Mm-hmm. There's beauty in, in all, all of those. That. Yeah, in all of those, in all of those. But I wonder why it is we as um, women, and I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm speaking out of line, but I see us 
a lot of times looking at the visual for beauty mm-hmm. and not really starting to work on the inner. I don't know. I find that interesting because I've really been trying to sit with that and find out for myself what beauty is. And what I thought about, because I, I'm an artsy person, I think on that side of the brain. So I think beauty is like art. And you know how artists, that's, I like abstract art because yeah. I'm not forced to see what the artist wants me to see. I get to make my own interpretation of what that is. And so when I think about beauty, I think about the abstract art in the, in the mm-hmm. sense that it's beautiful nonetheless. However, what the artist sees is completely different than what I see, but that doesn't change the fact that it's beautiful. And I feel like that's the same thing in terms of beauty for, you know, just the average person. What you might think is beautiful might not be what I think is beautiful, but that doesn't change the definition of what it is. You know what I mean? So, right. Right. And I think about expressions of it too. Yeah. I'm listening to you talk Mm -hmm. and I'm listening to you use the word abstract. And when I think of abstract, I think of something that's not quite understandable. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a mystery. You know, it's like a mystery. Mm-hmm. So beauty in itself can be a mystery mm-hmm. that you as the looker on or the beholder can solve the mystery. That's your mystery to solve. And not without the help of others. Without the help of others. Mm-hmm definition of what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times we get so caught up in this standard of beauty. Mm -hmm. And my question has always been, who created this standard of beauty? And And why does the word standard even have to be in there? Because it's something to attain. It's something that whoever made it is something that's unattainable. And I think that's what, why we struggle so much because it's unattainable. And so there's a market there because you're always trying to reach this standard. But every time you get even close to reaching that standard, the bar is moved up a notch. So now we're shifting and we're purchasing more products and we're looking at newer styles and body shapes are changing so that we can meet this new standard, but then it's going to shift again. But who knows who makes these, who makes these rules, but it seems like it affects the women more so than anything. I can only think that it's the people that run the companies that do the marketing and the advertising and, um, they always decide to determine these shifts. And like you said, it's never attainable. Mm-hmm. It's never attainable. Mm-hmm. That's why we within ourselves as women, young women, old women, or young women talking to their daughters or whomever, we have got to instill in them that you are good enough mm-hmm. just the way you are. Right. If there's something you want to change that you particularly don't care for, not that it's because somebody else says it's society not good, is telling you that it's supposed but to be it's the something same. that you don't feel good about. And maybe it's causing a challenge mm-hmm. for you to, to move forward in life. Then you have every right to make the adjustments needed. Mm-hmm. 
you know, be that um, emotionally, physically, psychologically, whatever, to take care of yourself that helps you to feel beautiful Mm -hmm. inside and out. That's your business. Right. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. It should not be because somebody else is doing it. Right. You know, and, and like you said, um, a lot of these trends and I'm thinking about, uh, when I was a little girl looking at the different magazines, there was Essence, there was Ebony, there was Jet. Jet. Mm -hmm. And I remember even on the white side of things, seeing magazines with these very skinny, very fair women. I mean, they look anorexic. Mm -hmm. And so you had this huge epidemic of bulimia and anorexia going on in the world. And it's probably still happening. You just don't hear about Mm -hmm. it as much. And people having ribs removed. And, you know, it's just, just all of this stuff to look like a picture. That's what it is. It's a picture that they're seeking. It's not even these people that they're trying to look like aren't even real individuals because you think about airbrushing, you think about filters, you think about all this cosmetic surgery. These people are trying to, who, who is the person that we are all trying to look like? Cause I would would really like to know. I don't want to look like anybody else. Right. I want to be just okay with being myself, being able to show up as I am and feel okay with that. But because there is the standard that, and everybody looks the same. You know what we look like? We all look like we're in a convenience, a convenience <laughs> belt, a convenience uh-huh. belt. Like the ones at the little grocery store that we're all uh-huh. trying to match each other. We look like Barbie dolls. <laughs> That's what it's right. looking like. Nobody is, nobody looks like themselves. And I don't think that was the true nature of, of God's creation for us. You know, I don't think that's what he was seeking after. Cause if that was the cause, if that was the case, wouldn't we all look very much so the same? We'd be identical. Exactly. But you know what? You're saying that every you're just saying stuff and my mind just starts thinking like you're saying the conveyor belt and us all looking alike. Then why in the stores do we have all the same type of blouses, maybe in different sizes, where everybody's going to pick up the blouse. We're all going to have the same blouse. And then we have a fit if we run into each other at an event and we have on the same clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, wouldn't it be cool if there was only one of that piece? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And everybody just created their own wardrobe? But you see, that wouldn't happen because they make money based off of the celebrity or somebody that they really look up to. Is wearing this. Oh, so now I have to have it. And oh, and this girl has a body shape like mine and she looks good in it. So now I want it. Wouldn't that, I don't even think the, the beauty industry would thrive if they only made one product. Well, that's true. I mean, I mean, obvious. That's obvious as to what's but going I'm just on. Saying, but I just it's wonder, because we're like, a copy and paste society. That's why. Right. If we were able to ever just be, just be. Right. Just be you. To mm-hmm. full, just like mm-hmm. be you to full. Mm-hmm. Just be full of who you are mm-hmm. and let that shine. Right. Let it shine. And don't shrink back you know, from it. And I know most of it is just a comparison game. That's what I keep hearing. Like 
We all want to look alike. Uh-huh. We all want to be alike. We want to sound like this. But like I struggle with that in music. Like, oh man, I wish I can riff like Jasmine book, Sullivan. Yeah. Or I wish that I can sing high like this person. I'm like, oh, right. God already knew what to do. You know what I mean? So right. I struggle right. with that a lot. So, but most of it is like you copy <laughs> and paste. It's like you, you always, there's, imagine if we didn't even have comparison. If comparison wasn't even a thing, we would just be, oh my you gosh, know, just walking and around I was being just okay. Thinking about- um, is it People Magazine? I think People Magazine has uh, a page or two with insets of who wore it well. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And it's a compare and contrast. They have on the same outfits, mm-hmm. but they're saying who wore it better than the other person. And it'll be subtle differences. Right. And, you know, and this person wins and mm-hmm. this person loses, so to speak. Thumbs up, thumbs down. And it's like, how can you determine that? Right. When they wore it the way that they wanted to wear it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I mean, unless the designer of the outfit says, well, that's not what I meant for it. Right. Well, what did you mean for it? Right. That's very true. And it, and it still should be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because it's their you own know, in- interpretation, interpretation of, of what they find comfortable first. And how they felt beautiful in that moment. It's um, it's mind blowing, actually, because the definition of beauty is a combination of qualities such as shape, color, or form that pleases the aesthetic senses, especially mm. sight. Hmm. That's what beauty is. It's a combination of qualities. But the thing is, is that word combination of qualities could be any combination of anything. Right. So whatever is your thing that you combine makes it beautiful. Exactly. To you. And I know we've said before that beauty is subjective. It's mm-hmm. a personal preference, mm-hmm. feeling, taste, or opinion. So what we really want to convey too, especially the young girls now, is that your beauty ain't my beauty. Right. My beauty ain't your beauty and my best English. So stop tripping. Thank you. Don't trip. Don't trip. Just really learn to be comfortable in your skin. Mm-hmm. Learn to be comfortable with who you are. Love everything about you. Like that quote we read at the beginning. Never lose an opportunity to see anything beautiful. When you look in the mirror, don't lose that opportunity to see God's handwriting. Mm-hmm. You're God's handwriting. In this earth realm. And man, that, that's some beautiful handwriting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that handwriting looks good. But how awesome is it that his signature is different with each one of us? Mm. Who can do that? Who can write like that? Exactly. There's no comparison. There's no, there's no trying to take his signature and try to force and force it, it on, on something else. else. Yeah. It just is what it is, and you got to ride with that. That's it. Just like we all have different thumbprints. Mm-hmm. 
we're all different. Mm-hmm. Twins that look alike, identical twins, even have different thumbprints. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that in itself to me is beautiful. The difference, I think. I, I think so too. I agree. I just think, the fact that yeah, I just think. I, I couldn't imagine a world where everything was so uniform. Like I didn't even like wearing uniforms in school because oh I, couldn't gosh, I, couldn't I couldn't express myself. I couldn't express myself. I couldn't like I want to wear what Girl. I want to wear. I'm not trying to look like her, she and them. I want to look like me. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I think that was to not have kids get caught up into um, who's wearing what. I can't afford clothes. I can't afford this fashion because I think that when we were growing up, we went back to school shopping and stuff like yeah. that. So everybody had different clothes. And the first day of school was like what they wear. Yeah. This is in elementary school. Oh, that was big time. Yeah. You know, so, um, uniforms. But then when I was in early, early elementary school, we had uniforms, but I was always put shorts on mm-hmm. or something under my dress because I didn't like, like just, <laughs> I just didn't like those uniforms. Right. Oh my gosh. And I had the jumper type uh, skirt set with the oh, yeah. big part on there because uh, I went to Catholic <laughs> school and I wanted, I couldn't wait to get up to junior high so I could just wear the skirt and the button down blouse. And I didn't sweater. even want to wear that. I used to take change of clothes. So I would go to but, school by mom and then change my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Me, I be, I understand the concept yeah, of the uniform. No, I do. Because when you talk about comparisons and, and that's who big has for them. what, yeah, it's very big. Mm-hmm. So, um, we, um, we're going to conclude here because we're going to pick this up on a, another episode. So you guys don't have to stay tuned. And in the meantime, if you go to www.beautifulIam.com, you can join us there. You can send us some messages, some feedback, get in on the conversation with us because we'd love to hear your take on what you believe beauty to be. Uh, so. Again, we appreciate you for signing in, Bree. Thank you thank for you, hanging thank in you. there with me. Absolutely. Um, so until next time, we want you all to just stay beautiful, be you, be great. And uh, we'll catch you back again next week. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Today's episode is being sponsored by Beautiful I Am Foundation. Beautiful I Am Foundation is a nonprofit organization that supports young girls of color with everything they need to live this beautiful life. You can join today at beautifulIam.org.